2: We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. A number of people have come up to me wearing American Glutton merch, and nothing fills my heart with more pride than seeing somebody in one of these t-shirts. And I've been stopped on the street and asked where to get it when somebody sees me in an American Glutton hoodie. Well, you can get it all at the shop on americanglutton.net. And my favorite t-shirt, yesterday it was tomorrow, right now, is up now, Please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. You know her, you love her. Today on American Glutton, we are joined by the one and only Paige Dorian Productions. Please enjoy the conversation. Paige Dorian Productions, welcome to the American Glutton podcast.
1: Thank you, Ethan Supley.
2: We are going to talk about diet stuff.
1: Yeah. Let's talk so, about it.
2: <laughs> what's ha- what's happening with you? What are you feeling? What are your what are you wanting to do? What are you struggling with? What's all of it?
1: Okay, I feel first of all a little bit like anyone who's a regular listener to American Glutton has probably heard me say some version of this before and so it feels a little bit like I mean, I'm just being honest. It's like embarrassing. Like, oh, I'm just going to talk about my struggle again. You know what I mean? And like, why can't I get it together and keep it together? And you know what I mean? It's like, it just feels like really, who cares about what I have to say? It's the same thing. But what I'm struggling with is just not getting back on the wagon for a long enough consistent period of time to make a change. And so it's like, you know... Um, uh, as you know, your wife is my best friend. I've known her since we were pregnant with our first kids. So, you know, 28 s- years now or more. And, um, honestly, like we, she and I always kind of had something in common. We have a lot in common, but we always had one thing in common, which was like, oh, we wish we were skinny people. And, you know, like having struggles with diet and exercise. And like, it was a thing that we had for the longest time. Like, for a long time. And then a few years ago, and of course, with both up and down and one person does it for a while and another person, you know, whatever. It's just been a struggle. But I have noticed that, you know, over the last few years since COVID, I guess, when we all bunch of us went and did this diet together, Brandy has kept it off and maintained success. And I know she still has her own, you know, mental struggles about things and wishes this and that and whatever. But when we were together just a few days ago, when you guys were in LA, I noticed Brandy had some ab muscles <laughs> and it fucked me up. Like in the best way, like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of her. Cause she is just continuing to be consistent and do it. I know she has her moments and all of that, but like, it's been a couple years now. Right. And then it just made me so down on myself for a second because I have had so many periods of loving and, you know, going to the gym and loving it and feeling like, oh my god, I'm doing it or or okay, not so much at the gym, but I'm eating right for months and I lost weight and then I like, you know, it, 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 it's just just that I'm struggling with the same thing I feel like I've struggled with my entire life and so then here comes another, you know, miracle drug of like All these, you know, you've talked about it on the podcast now, and everybody knows about Ozempic and Wigovi and all these things. And it's like, well, I guess I'll just, I should do that, right? But I might die if I take it, you know, just like all of that. And so I looked at her and I was like, I guess I just need to go on this or some other diet thing and just, you know, again, once and for all, like bargain with the devil. This will be the last time. Anyway, that's a very long answer. That's just part of it.
2: No, but I. But that that's a beautiful answer. That's your answer. I want to say there were a number of things I thought to say while you were talking. One is I always thought of you and Brandy as skinny people. So I think some of this is in your head a little mm-hmm. bit. But that's. But that can many things can be true at the same time. Yeah, I'm not saying like. You have some desired goal. I'm not trying to deconstruct that, but like the shame and upset and like, I want to be like that person. That's I think that might be a little bit of a waste of time. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about rough numbers without. Without you saying like, I weigh this much because I know that's very sensitive with girls and, yeah. and Brandy has never once told me her weight.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I've just keep hearing about this five to seven pounds that she still wants to lose with her peeking out abs. Still, <laughs> You know, so no, I, what is the number that you, how much do you want to lose?
1: So here's the thing. <sighs> I think that, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the verge of like hysteria and tears, but I'm just going to say it all. Um, You know, it's like I got down to a number that I don't think I'd gotten to, you know, and the number is just like representing obviously some, you know, I know it's not about the number and the scale and all of that, but of course you're in a range, you know, and like a swing of 30 pounds is a real swing. A swing of 20 pounds is a real swing. So, you know, in 2020, by Thanksgiving, I remember being down to a weight that I was really happy with and my clothes fit well and I bought a smaller size and some stuff and I didn't have anxiety getting dressed and I just felt more confident and I just felt happy and all that stuff. And then you know, slowly but surely put it back on. And now I think since then, since the end of, and it hasn't been all at once, but I feel like the last year I've just been like, who cares whatever about everything. I think like I could lose 40 pounds and be back to that. And it's wild because of course, um, oh, I'm 51, menopause, it's hard to lose weight. Sure. Oh, body positivity, let's love ourselves. Sure. And I'm not against any of that. That's all got some weight and, you know, no pun intended. That's all got some validity, um, not obsessing on numbers on the scale, all that stuff. I know it. You know what I mean? But it's like, wait a minute, my clothes just legit don't fit. I feel uncomfortable. And I bought like jeans that were a size up and I was like, yo, this is not cool. (laughs) Just because like, oh my God, just don't feel great. I feel like I saw myself um, in a video on my birthday just wearing a dress I'd worn before. And I was like, oh, that's really what my body looks like from the back. And <laughs> like, I just thought, oh my God, it's like, I can't turn away from it anymore. You know, you get in a habit of like looking at yourself from one angle and this this outfit just seems to kind of work for me. And I just wear my black t-shirt every day. Uh, anyway, so sorry, all over the place, but no. like 40 pounds would be fucking great 45 45 would probably be exactly where i was at my lowest adult weight like yeah you know and that's a lot yeah and
2: no that's add that's, into
1: it like getting older and trying to be healthy and like i don't want to drop dead because i you know don't exercise anymore
2: okay that's that's like that's a, a long term no like no matter what if you if you embark on taking off that much weight. It's not, that's not like a a cleanse or that's not like a month of clean eating. That's like a real, that will require time no matter what, even if you do some crazy thing, which you gals have done a number of times. I think what, what I get into mostly when I'm talking to her and hearing vicariously what the your group of friends are kind of into at the <laughs> time, just through talking to her, is this thing of like, w- what do we do to not wind up here again? Yeah. Right? Because I don't think like how you guys seem to be interested in these diets that are like a bit more hardcore than the way I eat and the way I've gotten lean over the last many years. Um, and so in talking to you about it, I just go like, is, is that, is, is that something you're going to do? Or are you going to go back to like my first personal diet or, uh, ideal protein or one of these where you, you're in a real extreme calorie deficit for a while?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, it's like, it's what's crazy is that I could recite. to If someone sat down with me, I could coach them into not doing a crash diet. I could, from everything I know from you, from everything I know to be true over the years, from every bit of like any other person or expert I've listened to, I could talk someone into why that's bad, slow and steady wins the race, you know, like consistency, maintenance, all these things. I could tell someone why that is the right way to do it. And then to talk to myself and go, okay, I'm going to, and I've gotten, you know, um, there's a wonderful nutritionist that's connected to the trainer I love at the gym I used to go to. I say used to, cause I just can't even say I go to the gym anymore. I just haven't been. Um, and she gave me the most balanced plan, <laughs> like just not cutting out some food group, not this, not that, like just the most balanced plan. And it was 1,800 calories or something like that, right? And obviously, you can go down the rabbit hole with the calories and things. But I was like, what are you talking about? This is too much.
2: Or you want with- to keep me this weight forever.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, what? And she's like, okay, well, you don't have to eat all that if you don't want. Anyway, I did that for a short period of time. I didn't stick with it. Um, it it's And and what drives me crazy is that I know. like, I know better. And I feel like there are so many things in my life where I can be, you know, I'm not trying to sound like my life is the greatest life in the world, but like my life is great. I have a great husband. My family and friends are healthy. My son does well. My business is good. Like it's the one thing that I can't, it's like, I know it and I see it and then I don't do it. And so all of this is to answer your question of like, well, I was like, I don't want to do, I have a hard time doing a diet again that I did once before and stopped doing, if that makes any sense. Like I've tried to restart Ideal Protein, which is the thing we all did in 2020 a number of times. And like, I did it two weeks ago. I was feeling so good. I announced to everybody I'm doing 30 days of this and getting my shit together. Then I traveled for work and it just slowly, I'm back to not doing anything mindful. And so I want to do something that gives me that jump start and it's like I I have joked with you a thousand times like can't I just take appetite suppressants? Why can't I take diet pills because if I'm not hungry, I feel like I have this idea in my mind. I mean it's true. If I'm not hungry, I can just eat what I'm supposed to eat and not think about food in the way I do and you know so yeah, I want to do something crazy. I want to do one of these, you know, vanity weight loss medicines or whatever, I signed up on an app um, called Sequence and you fill out this thing and upload your ID and your blood work and this and that. And like, I don't know, I'm supposed to talk to a person in a few days and it's like, maybe they'll prescribe me one of these things. It seems also crazy to do that.
2: Well, you know, I think like if you're going to do something extreme anyway, and like my worry is like you come out of that and then, what's the then plan what? for afterwards? Like, right. if you could, if you could start on the the eighteen hundred calorie a day diet now, I, I mean, if you can't start on that now, why will you start on that in six months? Once having or three or however many months, once having done one of these uh, get rich quick scheme diets, <laughs> yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Yes. So. That's, that's the way I look at it is like, if we're, if we're trying to figure out this situation we find ourselves in today and the idea is we don't want to be back here, we don't want to put in the work and wind up back here. How do we mitigate getting back here? Because it, it, it will require at some point you know the day-to-day life kind of changes that are are necessarily permanent yeah. you know that yeah. don't that can't fall out for 6 months or a year
1: i know and a, another friend of ours uh aubrey she and i were talking in the beginning of the year about you know crash diet or this or that or whatever she decided to just eat well and not You know, she's just eating well, counting calories, has a little system worked out for herself, nothing crazy, nothing drastic, just, just a normal, balanced, everyday diet, right? And I looked at her like a couple months ago and I was like, whoa, like I could see this huge change. And she's like, yeah, for the last three months, I've just been eating this, 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 whatever. And she's lost like 20 something pounds and she just, and it's like, yeah, if I just put the work in... I could get there and it doesn't have to be on one of these crazy things, but it's that impatience and like, uh, you know, which is just something I always have struggled with of wanting to do it all immediately. And like, I had an idea of like, okay, I'm going to get one of those weight loss drugs and I'm not going to be hungry. And then I'm just going to practice eating like a really normal balanced diet. And of course I'll lose weight because, Um, you know, I'm just going to eat the way I'm supposed to eat. But like, I won't have this, you know, whatever things we get in our, what did Dr. Nadolsky call it? Food noise. I mean, I guess a lot of people refer to it that way, but I won't have all that food noise. And then I'll just be able to do the thing. It's like, I'm, and I'm not into drugs and I'm not into like, I mean, the joke is I like a Claritin D once in a while for my allergies and the nice side effect is it doesn't make you hungry. That's not, you know, I'm not running around like snorting Claritin D, but the point is like, I don't do drugs. I'm not into all that. I read some of the um, potential side effects of those things and I'm like, who would ever do this? And then I'm like, maybe I should, you see what I mean? But I thought, oh, I'll just...
2: I hear what you're saying, but I think like potential side effects of driving a car are pretty awful and we drive sure. cars every day. Potential side effects of flying in an airplane are catastrophic. And we, yeah. you know, although that seems to be a heck of a lot safer than driving in cars, like there hasn't been a crazy plane crash in America in quite some time. So right. I think we're mostly safe there, but cars are not safe at all. Right. Um, And we do that, like those kind of trade-offs I think we make every day. And I think that um, from what I've read uh, and talking to Dr. Nadolski, those things seem very safe. But again, you, you talk about Aubrey and you go like, she's been doing this for three months. I don't think most of those drugs really even start to work for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So there's like, if, if, if it's a time thing, like I want this done right now. And you start taking that. I don't even know that it's going to have any effects for a while. Six to eight weeks is what I read right? Um, before it's really kicking in and suppressing your appetite. So, I mean, and, and then the other thing is there could be the potential for like, well, I'm just going to let this thing do all the heavy lifting. I'm not going to do any work at all and not focus on my responsibility at all and then you wind up with a situation where like if you come off of that drug which you saying i'm not a drug person sounds like you don't want to be on it forever right and then you risk this um food noise coming back with a vengeance Mm -hmm. you know and so i don't think i'm not interested in talking you out of anything i'm I think you're going to do what you're going to do. I think if you'd wind up on probably on like a, a ideal protein or something, right? I mean, which is very low calorie.
1: It's just really low calorie. Yeah. And you're eating and you're eating there, you know, like some packaged products, which, you know, it's like whatever, a protein bar and a bag of some weird dehydrated something. That's like a chip, you know, and it's just that structure, I guess. And it's like, And even when I was doing it a couple weeks ago for a week, I was eating more. I was trying to eat more protein than um, it necessarily tells you to just because of all those things I know. And and, and just I was trying to use it as like a way to put my own sort of guardrails up again, right, and just be like, okay, I'm going to allow myself protein and vegetables and these products. And if I'm extra hungry, I'm going to eat another – I'm going to have more chicken or whatever. I was trying to just like – yeah, have some sense of, um, something, you know, and I don't know that that diet is really the best thing to do. It's like, yeah, there, there's, it's, I know that at the end of the day, there's nothing that gets you out of a permanent change. You know what I mean? Like, I know that. Um, I know that. So it's like, why? I'm not even saying why can't I do it? Obviously, there's just, that's my struggle. That's my journey. There's something for me that this is like a, a lesson I need to learn and overcome. And You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, mm, you know, mental noise, right? About a lot of other things, but this is my thing. I don't want to keep it as my thing. I'm just saying, I I don't know. It's just, yeah, why can't I do it? But I've, you know, I've done it. I've done it before, but but never kept it, off, you know what I mean? Like in 2020, that was the longest time. Like I think it took a year and maybe I put like, maybe I put like 15 pounds back on, but very slowly. And then I remember last year at my birthday feeling like not my best, but also sort of like, okay, you know, not, I don't know. I'm probably 15. It feels like I'm 15 pounds more now than I am last year. So I'm like, well, this is not, a, this is not a great, um, you know, trend, right. For lack of a better word. Right. And I went to a doctor just for a checkup and we were talking about diet and exercise and weight. And she was like, well, I just recommend doing it now because you know, as women get older, it is harder to lose. So like now is the time, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And like, you're my friend and you know, I just feel so like, I don't know when I was in the car with you guys, um, I just, you know, I was just holding back. Like, I don't want to be such a, uh, I I don't know. I just think it's like slightly embarrassing a little bit. Like even our other friend who, you know, lost a bunch of weight, kept it off, goes to the gym for two hours a day because she loves it and she's trying to get stronger and all that stuff. And it's just like, well, I don't know if I'm part of this group anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm on the, <laughs> I was walking with them with those two girls, your wife. And we were somewhere and Paige pointed to the, um, like a taco truck. And she's like, do you guys want to eat here? Or do you want to eat here? And I said, are you just pointing that out to me, the fat one of you guys? And she's like, what is happening? But I just don't feel like I'm even part of my group of friends anymore. Do you know what I mean? And then it's crazy. I don't know. I'm just like Bleh, unloading all these things. I'm just, I don't
2: know. So you're just you're in you're needing a change. You're ready for. Yeah,
1: a I am. And I just get so I guess I just am talking myself out of doing one of those, you know, prescription things, if I'd even be approved for that. Right. You have to talk to a person. And, you know, I mean, I got approved for the conversation. So, you know, there's that
2: I don't think those are hard to get approved for. Right. I think you'll get approved. So then it comes down to, like, you doing that. Yeah. <sighs> and I certainly, I don't want to talk you into doing it, but I yeah. also am not here to talk you out of doing anything. I think a more interesting conversation is figuring out what you're going to do and what you want to do, and then how you could make it sustainable and, and more beneficial in the long run than just you know, starving yourself on one of those crazy programs for three months, which I think is silly. Yeah. Or doing uh, one of these prescription things and and also just letting that do all the work, because then when you go off of it, what have you gained? You haven't gained any habits or anything, you know?
1: Right. Well, yeah, because if I'm not hungry, chances are, I won't eat, you know like I just won't and <laughs> and then you know that doesn't that just slows your whole I don't even know how that is supposed to help you, but it's yeah it, it's i well it's that. like
2: you said like you want to take uh, appetite suppressants right it's just it's it is an appetite suppressant it just i think is um affecting different channels than you know f- fen fen or whatever the there is one legal version of fennel something that's available mm-hmm. now. And it it does you know, it's like a toned down fenfen, I think. But it's yeah. got um, you know, it's it's basically like a, a little bit of a an upper and it it curbs your appetite in that way. And mm-hmm. and these things are just maybe better for your <laughs> I think slightly more healthy somehow, yeah. these other ones, the semi glutides. Yeah um, somehow they seem less taxing on your circulatory system and your heart and stuff like that.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, I joke, but even a Claritin D, you know, your heart is racing and you feel, you know, I'm not trying to give anyone any ideas about taking (laughs) Claritin D for off-label use. I'm just saying I have had allergies. I've taken it and been like, wow, I'm not hungry at all, but you feel really amped up, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I know, I know that. And I just keep coming around to like, I'm going to have to make a permanent change eventually. So, and I and and if I'm not, it's like if I'm not doing anything about it now, I'm just not being mindful about really much, right? Then, and I'm not exercising. Yes, I have somewhat of an active life when I'm working on set and we're running all over the place. That's fine. It's not like I sit at a desk all day every day, but that's the different, you know, than just uh, intentionally moving every day. So if I'm not doing all those things now, but I'm going to have to, I, like, I, I just know that, uh, I just know myself and like, yeah, what's going to be the difference in three or six months if I just, I'm talking myself out of it. So yeah, the deeper question is just like, what am I going to
2: do? <laughs> well, yeah. What are you going to do? Because uh, I don't I'm not I'm uh, not I'm not convinced you're not going to wind up on on one of the diets that you've done that you've had success with yeah you know
1: no I know I mean we and were, are
2: those terrifically hard like is your life miserable while you're doing that
1: interesting I mean not not once you're in not once I'm in the groove of it of course in the beginning it's a bit miserable of trying to like break the Little habits of whatever eating in bed at night or snacking or, you know, making sure I eat and not just letting my whole day go by with coffee or, you know, I'm so erratic about what I'm doing. Um, So, yes, in the beginning it is. And then I suppose, you know, like when the results start to take place, when there starts to be some loss of weight, uh, some feeling of sleeping better or some, you know, whatever it is, when that starts happening, then that outweighs the feeling of like, oh, I want to go out to dinner with everybody or, and, and actually, if we're just talking about ideal protein, that diet's kind of easy to go out to dinner. You just eat protein and vegetables and a salad. Like, you know, it's not that hard. What what actually threw me totally off when I was doing it a couple weeks ago and I was feeling good, I went to New York for work and was doing it and everything was fine. I went for drinks with a colleague and I was like, I'm just gonna have vodka without something else in it because it's, you know, going to be less calories and whatever. And I didn't eat anything crazy that night. And then I went out the second night, did the same thing um, with a different person, but then ate something she ordered and this and that. And the next thing I know, I just wasn't doing it anymore. You know, so it was actually the alcohol that like threw me off, you know, because it just makes you not care, you know?
2: Yeah, I think that 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 alcohol while dieting would be really, really tough. Yeah. Once your inhibitions go at all, then it's just like, I just want to have fun now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you just think it doesn't, nothing matters, you know, like the littlest bit of like alteration of your, uh, you know, sense of whatever, right and wrong or conscious or whatever your conscience goes away. Um, yeah. And we, we were, my husband and I were ordering, uh, like a meal delivery for a little while that was just like super balanced meals. And it was great to have that and not be like wondering what to make or eat. Or, you know, when I get super busy with work, I'm not good at prepping stuff. And then, you know, so we were doing that for a minute before we went out of town. And that was actually, I think that was pretty great. But again, it's like, it didn't feel, I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel drastic enough. Like I have to shake that, you know what I mean? Out of my world, because like, that's the thing.
2: No, I understand the drastic aspect too, because I think if I'm trying to remember what my life was the day before starting every diet I've ever started, it was like, there was a chaos about food Mm -hmm. and there was a need to reduce as much interaction with food as possible, simply so I could get my footing. Mm-hmm. So I, I completely understand the idea of drastic just to get yourself kind of stabilized. Yeah. Um,
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true. Baby It's me geeky Palmer.
2: But I just think that that's just like the first step of a plan. And if you have no plan, if you if you haven't thought, what, what what's the next step? So how long does that last and what exactly are you doing? And then what is the next step? Because I think, you know, for me, this is something I deal with every single day. Mm-hmm. And I put more effort into it than I would rather put into it you know i'd rather not ever think about it but that's not my life Mm -hmm. and so i gotta think about it um more than i like or i will wind up back where i was and i just don't want that you know yeah and so like really confronting that for myself was the big step of like it's gonna take a lifetime of this kind of effort um at every step, you know, and, and then if there's a mistake made, it's gotta be immediately rectified. And so I can't have even two days because two days will for sure be three days. So, you know, I try not to even have a whole day. It'll be like, Oh my God, that meal was a disaster. Well, I got to get back on right now. The rest Mm -hmm. of the day is going to be to plan, you know. And that doesn't yeah. mean like I'm going to starve myself and punish myself because that leads me to being overly hungry and then making a bad decision at the next meal. So I just think like if you're going to do any of these things, if you're going to do one of these crash fatty type diets or the the new weight loss drug, I think that having a plan doing it concurrently with a, with a broader plan and actions that will kind of back you up. Once you get to somewhere you want to be is a better kind of structure than just going like, well, I'm just going to do this diet again that I've done four times. Uh And, you know, and it's gotten to the point where you're like getting to three weeks and it's so not sustainable that, that then going off is like completely derails it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, to not even be able to like really, yeah, stick to it for a couple of weeks was just, is, is, you know, and I wake up every morning with the best intention that today is a new day, you know? And okay, well today I'm just going to do it right. And today I'm going to, you know, and I even have like, whatever, I have like a I guess I have a loose plan in my mind of how the day is going to go and what I'm going to do and blah, blah, blah. And then I, yeah, you know, I mean, listen, so where does it
2: fall apart usually?
1: So I guess it falls apart if I get too hungry, honestly, because then I'm like, you know,
2: who cares? And are you a breakfast person?
1: Well, I make, I'm not. So I make myself have two eggs, um, it's, okay, this is even, this is really crazy. Okay. (laughs) So I make myself have two eggs, which on, let's say I'm doing this ideal protein diet. Okay. You can have that. You can have your products and you can have that. And then I had these like um, Applegate sausages in my freezer and I made some of those. And I was like, oh, well, I fucked up the day because you can't have those. And so then- The whole day is over and like I'm talking to myself like, why did you do that? You're such a loser. Um, You know, you can't even get through breakfast.
2: Over some health food sausages.
1: Yeah. But because they're not on that plan that I said I'm doing, I will talk my – I will just talk badly to myself and just be like, yeah, well, you messed that up. Like,
2: Well, I mean, but Paige, this is where I think the self-love needs to like come in a little bit more for you, like how – You, you know, uh, I don't think we have to be like hippies or anything, but like there has to be a little bit of compassion where like what kind of a mistake or transgression against your plan is that? Because I'm sure that the that the mistake that that justifies, like the next mistake and the next one or the next deviation from your plan are actually more consequential than the Applegate sausages.
1: Well, totally, because then today this afternoon, so I did that for breakfast. Um, I had some tuna salad for lunch, not so bad, not trying to do ideal protein per se. I just was like, I don't know what I thought it was doing today. And then this afternoon, drank, um, you know, after my other 9 million cups of coffee, I drank a cold brew thing that was in the fridge that had some sugar in it. And now I'm like, oh, I've ruined, you know, I've ruined everything. But here's the thing compassion for myself or some, you know, being forgiving of myself or whatever in my mind equals complete and total giving up. I know this sounds like a little crazy, but like I'm just breaking it down because if I if I say like okay, be nice to yourself, that's not the worst thing in the world to do, just, you know, then I'm deciding that that was okay and then every other th- mistake I make or bad decision I make is okay and so I feel like I have to be like you know what I mean but the all or nothing approach doesn't like none of what I've done works so I know that you know what I'm saying none of this yeah.
2: works well me. can we can we adjust the narrative on all of it and go like is is the goal you want to achieve, is it a nice goal or is it a mean goal? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it are you doing it to punish yourself or are you doing it because you think you're gonna enjoy life more like that?
1: It's a nice goal. Yes. I okay, think I good. would so, I think
2: I would enjoy life more. So it's a nice goal. So there is, there is a a version of this where through that point of view or that perspective, That is a kindness to yourself. Sticking to that plan is actually a kindness to yourself, you know? Mm. And so therefore, when you get down the line of like the voice telling you that kindness is, you know, doing whatever you want, that's actually driving you away from the goal. So it might actually be like a passive aggressive (laughs) mother-in-law, you know, who's like saying, you know, how clean you keep your house when really, you know, they're saying that your house is a mess. You know, like one of those things where it sounds nice, but it's mm-hmm. not. You can get the the vibe that like they're saying the words right, but like you're getting an icky feeling. If you get the icky feeling from the voice telling you that kindness is to deviate from the plan, then I just think that. I think, look, it's all up to us how we want to view this. And I think that we will have more success. I believe I've had more success in my life when I'm rooting for myself Mm. and less when I'm trying to harm myself, you know? Yeah.
1: It's actually, I might be having a realization (laughs) right now in this moment with this, what you're saying, because yeah, the amount of like. The amount of self talk or, you know, talking to myself. I mean, every time I get dressed, every time I see a picture lately, every time I am not doing whatever diet I said I was going to, you know, anytime I eat anything that's like, if I have dairy, if I have like whatever stuff in my mind I've decided is awful, right? Every time, I mean, a lot of times in the day I'm looking at myself and just being unhappy with what I see. And I'm like a little bit talking to myself, like, yeah, well, that looks like shit. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, I'm so used to it. I am so used to it that it's like, it's just there. It's just like another, it's just like my little conversation with me. It's like, there's two of me and we're just like, yeah, no, I know you're not doing it. It, it It's wild. So I guess like if I were to change my viewpoint. To like, let me look forward to this eating healthy. Let me look forward to taking care of myself. Because yeah, I mean, you hear me say it all the time. I want to live to 104. I want everyone, all my friends to live to 104. And then I'm listening to these podcasts and you have women like, you know, Jane Fonda and And everyone talks about exercising and moving your body. Not like you have to be a bodybuilder or a pro Pilates, whatever. It's just like, yeah, moving your body. All these things are aligned with what I want, which is to live long and healthy and be happy. And, you know, so it's like...
2: Yeah, Yeah. okay, a couple things. You love Brandy. Yes. I I know you love Brandy. Yes. If there was a person who was saying, ugh, and rolling their eyes, I know maybe some of my kids while they were teenagers have done that, and I (laughs) think even that can be irksome when you see somebody being nasty to somebody you love. It's gross and it's upsetting. Yes. So I think you need to treat that voice in your head as though they're talking to and about somebody you actually care about. You know. Right. Tell right. that voice to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You can't like you can't go through your life icking yourself. That's I don't think that's a good mental place to be. Yeah. That's number 1. Number 2, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. What what else were it's we
1: talking? Cuz I talked too long. Um no. do, <laughs> you know, talking to my, every time I see myself in the mirror, every time I eat something that's wrong, every time, whatever I, yeah. Like if I could just turn that around and go, okay, this is, you know, just try to see myself as somebody who's trying to do something good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if you're, if your desire is truly a nice thing to, for yourself, right. It's not some masochistic, like I'm bad and I should suffer. No. It's actually like, I want, you know, something nice for myself. And this is what I am subjectively perceiving as nice. And here are all the objective reasons why I consider it. So, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you, you, I think you'll be better off if you're doing it from a positive place and not a negative place. And then all of that stuff that you're thinking about should be framed that way. One one urge is pulling you away from whatever this goal is. And one urge is pulling you towards it. And it should be pulling you towards it out of kindness, not out of malice. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, I think you can have somebody flip you off while you're driving on the road and you can feel away about it and you can go introspective about that and think about why you feel and why your feelings might not be appropriate or right. And then you're still feeling them. So I can take many points of view and it doesn't mean I'm instantly just going to feel better. I think it requires work too. I think it requires a little conversation like, Hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm going to ignore this, this voice because this voice is urging me away from it. You know, I don't think it's just a matter of, of simply seeing the point of view and then it, you just have it as though it's innate in you. I think mm-hmm. it does require some work.
1: Well, a hundred percent. I mean, uh, yeah. Cause in theory it's, it's makes so much sense. And then I just feel like, yeah, I mean that, that I just have to translate that into, like, obviously into some action, like, you know, no matter what, like, I don't, I don't know, whatever diet I decide to embark upon, whether it's a drastic thing or whether it's a not drastic thing and just, you know, eat a balanced way, you know what I mean? And like, go back to the gym. And I'm also very much like all or nothing about the gym. If I didn't, you know, it's like, that's all the other that. thing
2: I wanted to say that I'd forgotten. Y- yeah. Y- you, I think the all or nothing is a real easy way to do something for a short period of time and not actually work it into your life. Mm. Do, do, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I've been all or nothing about lots of stuff and And now I go to the gym every day, but I'm never trying to kill myself. And I have talked to you and your friend, you while you were doing it and your friend now who's getting up at 4 a.m. and going (laughs) every day. And that's amazing and seems to be working for her. But if that is not something that's sustainable, don't even don't even try to implement that at all. You know what I mean? Like find something that you can do three times a week and be okay with doing it three times a week. And if you want to bump it up from there, you can. Peter Atiyah says that, um, exercise is the single greatest drug for health known Mm. to man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, fucking find some exercise, but don't have it connected at all to weight loss because if you're using it every day in a way of like, I got to go to the gym so that I lose weight, I think that's a a fucking recipe for disaster. First of all, you lose the benefits after a very short period of time, as far as weight loss goes, because your body starts to adapt and you, and you will then later on in the day move less unknowingly. And then the, the caloric mean, it's just, I don't think exercise it's great to boost your metabolism a little bit, but if you're trying, to, if your intention at the gym every day is weight loss, I, I think that's a, a not a sustainable thing to do. Because then y- you go out of town for a week or y- you travel all the time for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you go work somewhere else for a few days, can't go to the gym, and then you're fucked. You know? Yeah. So I I would, I would definitely, I think exercise is great. And I think um, we could all benefit from exercise. And so I highly recommend finding some exercise, but it doesn't have to be two hours every day. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I know. I think she enjoys doing it and being part of the group there and like, it's fun for her, you know? Right. And, and, but yeah, I mean, I, the most sustainable thing I did was going to, there's a a 7am class and I would go as many days as I could in the week. And, you know, you had someone on recently, um, Jaws, Julie Nelson. Yeah. And I, I had been on set with her. Uh, she was a movement coach on a Adidas shoot I was on. And I heard her say, I said something about like, oh, I just have to get back to the gym and get going again. And blah, I got to get back. And she was like, yeah, you could also just go once. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you could just go once. She's like, everybody acts like they just have to make these massive changes and go every single day and boom. She's like, you could just go, you know. And like, obviously, you'll go again and you'll go again. But it, it, but but see, like, then in comes like, yeah, but you'll just go once and you're just lazy and that's not going to do anything. Like,
2: tell it, that person to shut the fuck up.
1: I know, like, literally, just right now. Like, what's that going to do for you? Nothing. <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy. And I'm not this way with. Anything else? I don't think I'm this way with anything else in my life. You know what I mean? I really not. And I I work on myself a lot. I've really like made strides in so many areas of my life over the years. This is the this is the place that I you know still just go like you know to myself. But I liked going to the gym and doing that class, and it just made me feel yeah a little stronger. And I don't like just going on a walk outside the door. I think it's boring and I count the minutes till it's over and it's hot and I just don't like that, you know. So
2: don't do that. Yeah. But but yeah, find find a couple days a week to go to the gym. That sounds great. That that should be completely separate truly from the idea of whatever you're doing for weight loss. Yeah. You know. They yeah. they they really I really do think they should be I think if you want to get into like, I want to retain muscle mass while losing weight, then going to the gym becomes more important. But even then it's like probably counterintuitive where you're, I I, I believe a lot of what you guys are doing at the gym is cardio based and, and mm, the retention of muscle mass would be through resistance training.
1: It is actually the class that I was going to and that I liked so much is actually like more of a, I guess it's more of a, crossfit ish type class it's a lot of weights and a lot of machines and yeah there's a bit of cardio but it's not it's actually not um there is a lot of like strength work in it you know okay um
2: i I personally think of all crossfit as only cardio
1: oh funny (laughs) i mean i could be calling it the wrong thing it may not be crossfit you know it's like it's it's taught as like a or it's promoted as like a you know, I don't know, I guess a strength class. Okay. Well,
2: there you go. If it's for strength, then that should be resistance training.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I just have to make a decision. I I mean, I guess I'll keep this consultation with the person I'm supposed to talk to from this app where I just had to upload my driver's license and a recent blood test. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You fill out a quiz. And, you know, put in your weight and this and that. And I mean, to its credit, it's asking a lot of questions. What have you struggled with? What have you tried? Which of these diets have you done? And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm supposed to talk to a person for 15 minutes on Tuesday, you know?
2: Okay. Well, (laughs) if you do wind up doing that, can we have uh, check-ins where we hear how that's going, how, what, what it feels like and what you're doing and if you're doing anything on top of that?
1: Yes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm going to tell you what I decide to do or not do. I mean, so so much of me just feels like it's not the right thing to do. Um, and these moments that I've thought of doing it, and when I say it, I'm just referring to like a prescription. Um, the moments that I've felt like, oh, I'm just going to do it are moments where I feel, I guess, the worst or desperate or something, you know? And so... Uh, but every part of me right now just feels like, no, that's not that's not the thing to do.
2: You know, look, I'm I'm really not trying to talk you out of doing that. I'm not, I know. I I'm, know. I'm it, it, it's it's hard to. Hold
0: up?
2: It's very hard to say, like, to somebody who's um, found themselves in a situation where they've had successes and 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 reversions numbers of times, and then there's a new, you know, quote unquote miracle drug out on the market where it's basically saying, like, everything you've achieved, you can now achieve painlessly. <laughs> if you take this, you know, it's, yeah. it's a difficult proposition to say, don't do that. Like, why, why, why shouldn't you do that? I don't, I don't have a great argument. My only argument is how do we avoid right now? Again, that's right. it. That's my, that's all I'm saying. And so like, if you do do that, what are you going to also do to mitigate having this experience a year from now, or two years from now, you, you know. Yeah, that's no. a, that's it. That's all I'm saying. I, 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 if I, if I had 40 pounds to lose, I would for sure try those things. I've tried everything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I. There's just no way I wouldn't. And so I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying like, I tried everything else, and and all of those things, y- you know. I still had this moment of like, I don't want to be back here again. And it was more in lines of, um, more along the lines of like restructuring my life and taking taking out areas where I was using food to comfort myself. And it had nothing to do with like needing energy, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so that's that was a bigger change that led to, Years of keeping weight off versus just dieting the weight off,
1: right, right.
2: I'm, I'm really not saying I'm not ta- trying to talk you in or out of anything. I'm just saying, like, what's what's next? What's, what's what happens after? Yeah, hundred percent. How do we change today and 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 start implement implementing those changes? Doesn't have to happen overnight because again, I think if you started going to the gym five days a week starting tomorrow, I don't think that would last forever. Right. So, what version of that can last forever? You could probably go tomorrow as long as you were like, "I'm just going tomorrow, and then I'm not going the next day. I'm going to see how I feel and mm-hmm. figure out another day a week from now to go." You know.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I think it's like a it's I'm I'm it's that all or nothing mentality that I have had that I do want to shake off because it applies to every meal. It applies to going on a walk. It applies to exercise. You know what I mean? It's just, it's everything. It's like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And even on the idea of starting a new plan, like it doesn't need to be super drastic because then it just turns into nothing after that, you know? Right. So I don't know. I guess that's the thing I'm going to work on is, is yeah, deciding just not to not to just look at it that way. You know, it's yeah. It's and hard, by the way, but... dude,
2: Applegate sausages are not the same <laughs> okay. as like a Frappuccino or a or a Big Mac. You know, <laughs> they're really not.
1: I know. I know. Or crackers and butter is not the same as Applegate sausages. I'm just saying I may have eaten that yesterday. But yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I will also get into that where I'm just like, were what's they, here? Were
2: they Ritz crackers? Saltine. Oh.
1: I like just saltine crackers with butter for no reason. That sounds
2: good. <laughs> yeah. That sounds very much like a Jewish deli. Like something totally. you could get at a Jewish deli.
1: 100% while you're waiting for your sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate this. Whether we air this or not is TBD.
2: <laughs> but I just... This is getting fucking aired. <laughs> okay, and then fine. let's say this. After your consultation, can we have a conversation?
1: Yeah, we can check in and I can tell you how it went. And, and yeah, 100%.
2: Okay, amazing. Thank you, Paige. This has been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for your
2: support. (laughs) Thank you. See (laughs) you later. See you at the Q&A. Hey. And now for the Q&A. Hey,
1: how about a question from Levi? Hi, Levi levi says i love listening to your podcast and i'm a huge fan of your work i just have to say that d from the show chance has to be my absolute favorite action hero of all time that's
2: (laughs) awesome levi thank you
1: he says i had a question about maintenance periods okay i i'm a 29 year old male that's gotten back into long distance running after years of weight gain since high school I just want to lose weight at a steady and consistent pace until I reach my goals. But you talk about maintenance periods on your show. And I confess, I don't really understand what those mean and what their purpose is. Would you mind explaining a little more about them, what they look like in comparison to a non-maintenance period? Thanks so
2: much. Yeah. So base. yes, Levi, great question. And so basically it's this right now in your life, there is a, Caloric number of energy intake you can put into your body that is the right balance that your body will not store that as fat. If you take that number and reduce it and go into a deficit, your body is going to first tap into the, uh, stored fat to kind of make up for what you're not putting into it. If that stays the same, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're no longer losing weight unless it's so severe that, or so such a deep deficit with something like that, you run the risk of it not being sustainable. It's going to start messing with your sleep. It's going to, your, your, your hormones are going to be super taxed. Your body is going to be really resistant to making it through on a super, super low calorie diet. So what happens is let's say you go to 25% deficit. After a while, that deficit is just not going to be big enough anymore because you've lost weight to produce a noticeable change anymore. So you'll hit this plateau. So you have to go down again. You've got to kind of keep lowering your calories in order to continue lowering, losing weight. And so what a maintenance period does is it is a period of time where you are focusing on maintaining your weight. So it is not easy. Like you're not going back to eating whatever you want. First of all, I like it for two reasons. One, it gets you in the practice of maintaining your weight, which is what you're going to have to do once you lose it, or you're going to gain your weight back. And two, it allows your body to recover from the stress you've put on, put it under with dieting. And then After a period of time that you've been on maintenance, you go back into your diet, you reduce your calories again, and weight loss should be fairly easy again. Like, I've done so many different versions of dieting where I've done like extremely low calorie, and then the first week is awful and miserable, and the weight flies off, and then it slows down, and you know, you lose. 30, 40 pounds in a month and then it slows and then you're you're not sleeping and you're miserable and and you come off the diet and you eat a little bit of food and gain the weight back. There's that version. And then there's the version I do now where if I want to cut for a movie or, or a photo shoot, I go into a very, very slight caloric deficit and I aim for a pound and a half a week. That's it. That's all the weight I want to lose. And it's easy it's not real hard and my body's never freaking out. Now, three months in, I'm really hungry and I go into a maintenance period and my body chills out and the hunger goes away and all the hormones balance out and I'm now feeling great and I'm sleeping great and then I can start dieting again. That's basically the idea behind maintenance periods.
1: And so if I were to just ask you then a follow-up question to make it like like you could describe a maintenance period could you describe a maintenance period as simply as increasing some calories but not gaining like to a point so that you can maintain and not gain weight cuz like you Yeah, it's
2: still a diet because yeah. if we're if we're not restricting at all, we are because we're how we are, we're going to gain weight. So it's right. not In the sense of the word that diet means what you eat or a restricted version of what you eat, Mm -hmm. this is still a restricted version of what you eat, except you are intentionally not losing weight. You're also intentionally not gaining weight. They're actually pretty fucking tough to begin with Mm -hmm. because I was very much a feast or famine guy where I'm either losing weight as quickly as possible or gaining weight. There was – I had no – understanding of maintenance it wasn't kind of innate to me so i had to learn it and the maintenance periods in dieting were super helpful
1: yeah awesome i every time you talk about it i am happy to hear you talk about it uh thank you for that question and if anybody else has a question out there that you would like ethan to answer on american glutton you can email it to us you just email hello at americanglutton.net
2: thanks for listening to this episode of american glutton I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.